Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Screen 17 podcast with me, Ray Hogg, Eddie Bolton and Rob Mullen. How are you doing guys? Okay, how are you? Yep, not I'm okay. Bad. So we're going to be talking today about uh, our picks from the DC fandom that we're going to talk, talk about. We're not going to talk about everything because there was a lot in it. Uh, so we're only going to be really talking about our main points. So everything from Zack Snyder's Justice League to the Batman, the Flash, Wonder Woman, and touching on possibly the two video game reveals that were shown during the event. And I think uh, Rob is going to talk about Sandman because he's the only one of us that knows anything about it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we want to uh, do a little... Um overview of what we thought because we bought we all watched a decent like you know for a 24-hour thing we watched i maybe watched mm. three hours of it what we thought yeah. about it as a presentation yeah i mean what what like i probably watched the most of it out of all three of us purely because i thought it was going to be a very different type of event it, it was i don't know why but it seemed like the way it was being built up prior to the actual event going live it seemed like it was going to be way more interactive than what yeah. it ended up being um, um i don't whether my expectations were way too high yeah i i mean part of the issue there is you have everyone in separate homes right so it feels quite disjointed in that way and then the big mm. cgi sets i don't think help that much I, I the problem as well here is that dc are trying to do something almost brand new so they're breaking new ground and they're trying to define something that hasn't really been done before yeah. this scale of a digital event so we don't know the best way to do it and I can see it evolving and becoming a lot better over time. Um, I have some gripes. Like, why didn't they just give some people fucking microphones? Oh, like, that was microphone? horrible. Cheap interface. Everyone on these shitty little headsets. But, like, there was one guy, oh, and yeah. it looked as though he had, like, a proper professional video camera in, like, and he was in this set. But the mic sounded, like, worse than anything we're recording off here. It even sounds worse than your one, Rob. <laughs> I have like a professional headset. Yeah, I wouldn't know it. <laughs> um but no, you're right, like that that was the biggest gripe. Like even um who was it? There was someone who was actually sitting in a proper studio and it was a fairly well known actor, and you could hear the reverberation in the room that he was in. I can't yeah, that happened a lot over the was it the rock? No, back no. Adam presentation. That sounded good. That sounded good. I like that one actually. That's where the CGI background came in. Um, came in use um, mm. because he wasn't just in his, you know, his dining room. Yeah, it looked video. like he was on some sort of like the Rock of Eternity in uh, as is it Kondok, the his homeland or something like that. Um, yeah, that looked really cool. Actually, it was one of the few digital sets that looked like there was a bit of yeah. effort put into it. Even the lighting looked like it was thought about. Yeah. I, I loved the like the amount of effort that they clearly put into this um, should be commended. <clears throat> but as Rob was saying, I think that um, it'll be, you know, if they end up doing this again, I doubt this will be a yearly thing. But if no. they do it, if they do it every couple of years, um, they might be able to hone it a little bit and streamline it a little bit more. Mm. I, I think, Ray, you texted the group yesterday saying that this could easily be put into a three hour show. Yeah. Um, instead of being a 24 and I guess the idea was to make it a big event and replace Comic Con a little bit but hmm. I was I did say at one point I was like oh it's the Jim Lee convention because he was on yeah. every he was on every panel he really was um, and look that's not the worst thing in the world obviously he's he's quite high up in DC and they're obviously giving him the time of day to kind of or whether he's giving himself the time of day to kind of chat about stuff um, but there was definitely like there was there was things in the event 
that I kind of felt this could warrant a second YouTube channel and run parallel to the main event. And if you yeah. want, you can dip in and out of this because there was a lot of yeah. hum- humanitarian and, and social justice kind of issues that were being touched on. And I think because of the type of event, I think they were losing interest of a lot of people watching it. Like there was a really cool one about, um, I even t- told Trish about it when I came up just to kind of check in on her. Um, there was one about a dog pound and how they had no dogs in the pound because of COVID-19 that people were looking for companionship at home. And it was all about the heroes looking after the dogs in their time of need and stuff like that. And that was really cool. But like wedging that between like the premiere of this f- movie trailer and this game trailer, it just felt a little bit jarring. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know what you mean about having it on parallel on another channel, but I think they found that they were meant to have um, the TV stuff mm. on a parallel channel at the same time. And I think you could go on to the DC Fandom website and then click on what you're going to watch so that yeah. you have it lined up for yourself um, and you can flip between the two. And they, I think they quickly realized that uh, no one was watching the TV stuff. Mm. So they put it on a different day instead. Um, so I'd say that's why they didn't try and separate anything out. Yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. Um, then obviously there was an amazing uh, acoustic performance by a singer-songwriter of some kind. That was just the best. I want to know this guy's name. I that was, <laughs> It was shocking. I did not see this. And judging by your guys' reactions, I feel like I need to know. It, it was so out of place. Like... Look, I, I, I know that they probably needed some sort of musical interlude. Eddie's probably doing the research there to find out who this guy was. But, like, the setup was just a bit odd. It was him. I think it was just one mic and a guitar. But, like, he had so much reverb on his mic. He might as well have not been speaking in any particular language. Because, like, it's Chris, Chris Daughtry is his name. Yeah. And what's the, the he name? Got, he got a big country music guy, no? I've never heard of him. So, like, I'm sure he is. Like, I'm, I'm oh, fairly shit in music circles. He was on American Idol. Um, oh, so that's exactly why we don't know who he is. <laughs> I do not watch any of those shows. No. Um, it was it was just so weird. It was it was very much a, hey, um, we need to fill, you know, 10 minutes of time here. Um, what if we got this guy who's a big comic nerd to write a song for us? And then we can mm. say, oh, yeah, we'll also play your new music video. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of moments like that where it was um, jarring because you're like, well, I didn't come here to hear a song from this yeah. American Idol singer. Yeah. I am... More Batman! <laughs> <laughs> More Batman. Uh, one of the other cons- or not concerns, but uh, issues I, I had with some of the panels was there was a case of too many cooks. Like the bloody Suicide Squad panel. There must have been, what? 15 people video conferencing in? Yeah, I yeah. I didn't catch huge. that now. Uh, it now, was poor. The other thing I'd say about that is like, I do commend, I was probably contractually obliged to do these things, yeah. but at least everyone was there, you know? Mm. But yeah, for Suicide Squad, the cast is so big that I think it was a you, Ray, saying uh, Peter Capaldi just there like a spare tire. Yeah, like he only really got one sentence in at the very end. And that panel was about 10 minutes long. And he didn't say yeah. a, a beep to a ghost. Like he he literally at the end just said, oh, it's, you know, it's great being a part of a, a, a massive movie like this. You know, even when you're in something as massive as Doctor Who, being on a set like this is still quite intimidating. So he was just trying to get a little bit of himself in. Um, yep. But I think John Cena and... Uh, what's your man's name? Pete Davison and Mickey 
uh, Rooker really kind of took that panel and ran with it. Um, the amount of abuse Mickey Rooker was getting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's like an in-joke. Yeah, right. I feel like I'm missing some backstory here. Michael Rooker getting all this like just pure slagging the whole time. Yeah. They're, well, they're him all... and James Gunn are great friends, so it's, I'm sure it's just a very natural yeah. thing for us, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's probably just like you know, put down is almost um kind of in, in terms like kind of endearing that type of thing. Um, does any any other comments on the general overall of it, or are you ready to jump into our topics? Ready to go. But fair play to them for doing it. It, it was a it was a great idea, and um, I think they're getting a lot of press from it. Um, mm. even you know, what are we twelve hours finished? Yeah, I think Not you're even. right. I think like next year, or if they decide to do something better they'll probably take the, like criticisms and points of flow to make it better maybe even reduce it down to whatever eight hours yeah these things are all trial and error as rob was saying mm. cool right on to topic number one the big crowning thing of the whole thing Zack snyder's justice league what do you think <laughs> did you really need to hear hallelujah by leonard cohen that again me and, off not, so much. and not think of owl man's ass <laughs> Yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's all I could think of was just his ass going... <laughs> the other issue, right, is... Now, I'm just going to sound like the real asshole in this podcast. So, Zack Snyder has a very... Def- Shut up. <laughs> Zack Snyder has such a definitive style that, like, just visually, his music, his video, her videos, his movies can be quite difficult to actually separate. Like, mm. if you're just to take a snapshot of some visual segment in any of his movies, they blend together quite well. And that's fine. Like, directors obviously have their styles. Mm. But I didn't need something that should be as hopeful as Justice League to have a callback to a movie as dire and despairing as Watchmen. Like, it all, like it immediately went, oh, yeah, this actually this trailer could just be a trailer for Watchmen. Yeah. And, like, it looks the exact same. Because Holly Yulia was there, I'd just choose anything else. Um, mm. yeah. It was a peculiar choice. Um I I'll admit because it's been a while since I've seen Watchmen that I'd forgotten uh, Hallelujah was in that scene, and then Ray reminded me of it, and um, maybe <laughs> I I enjoyed the trailer more before I remembered that fact. Yeah, um, it is odd to use the same song in two of your biggest films, um, even if it is just for the trailer. But as far as the content went, um, yeah, it got me it got me very excited for it. I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I. The more I've seen, I think I've seen Justice League three or four times, maybe. Mm. And every time I've watched it, it's gotten worse. Um, it has. It's just, it's not yeah. a very well-made film. <laughs> right. It's not. It, uh, yeah. um, and I had and such high hopes for the time. You can see the cracks between Joss Whedon and um, Zack Snyder as well. Mm. You can see where they're trying to plaster over certain scenes. Um, That's, yeah, interesting you say that, right? Because I hate I kind of hate Justice League too, um. But the one thing that trailer gave me was that maybe there'll be some more genuine character emotion mm. in Zack Snyder's cut. Now I hope it's not just the bits we saw in the trailer, like say, um, Cyborg's dad disintegrating. Yeah, that we saw in the teaser, which was very Doctor Manhattan, just... by the way. Right like, yeah. when yeah, that scene was, was happening, I was just like, "This looks yeah. like the same effect you used on Doctor Manhattan." Like, <laughs> just recycle that, please. Make a particle diffusion effect. <laughs> um, yeah. I hope it's not just these character glances at something sad going on, like um, Lois Lane and 
Martha Kent looking at each other being sad and hugging. I hope there's actual like dialogue and a bit of building up because they've so much time, they're doing it in a HBO miniseries that they use that to build the characters up and show them as humans. Um, because Justice League had none of that. <laughs> like, yeah. Just maybe I'm forgetting something, but I don't remember anyone like having believable emotion, especially Cyborg, who's obviously unironically so robotic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, we're going to get a lot more with Cyborg in particular, from what I've heard, that he's is the, the character that gets more uh, fleshed out yeah. um, over the... <laughs> you know, well, I think as, a, as a, uh, Snyder always says, like, you know, Cyborg was always the heart of the movie, and that was like the one thing that was glaringly omitted from the, the Whedon's interpretation of the same script. It was just like, he's just a background character who has no real... I don't even think he has any real consequence to the story. Like, I think if you take Cyborg out of Joss Whedon's version of Justice League, I think the story would have ended up the exact same. Actually, that's a good point, right? Do you know... Like, did he do anything? This, this Here's a weird thing, right? And I guess maybe it's because Joss Whedon did it. Um, Cyborg's basically Ultron slash um, Vision. He's just the yeah. embodiment of the MacGuffin. Of that yeah. motor box. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He's kind of uh, the literally the do all object of the yeah. the DCEU. Yeah. It's it weird. is him and Superman at the end that get rid of Steppenwolf though, isn't it? Um, yeah, so. yeah, but yeah. Cyborg in, in the last version, like Whedon's Justice League, Cyborg's doing something with the three motor boxes, but he can't fuse them together or he can't push them all together to form one, and I think he needs Superman to do that. I think like but that's it. Like I know he inter- interfaces with it, but like I don't think his his involvement in the story is any real consequence. So maybe in Zack Snyder's like there's obviously he'll have the inherent knowledge of the mother box, even if it's subconscious to him and he he has to learn to kind of live with his new body and understand why his father used it to kind of keep him alive. You know, you know, there's obviously love there that he doesn't care what happens to his son, he just wants to keep him alive and he doesn't care what happens to himself. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy who played Cyborg's dad also play Miles Dyson? He does. Too. <laughs> he does. So he has two slightly iconic roles now. As haha, iconic, I got the first use in. Oh. Um, <laughs> as uh, this like robot AI interfacing guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happens if you get typecast. Um, the ratio. Uh, I was going to touch on this. The ratio of the um, the trailer was was an interesting one. I see a lot of backlash about it on some of the comments under the video. Like, what the hell why is this in four three? And I think people are probably misunderstanding that this is a cross section of an IMAX version of this. Like, I guess uh, Snyder's trying to show like what's above and below that was missed on the actual previous version of the movie. Granted, you're missing the left and right now, but I don't know. Maybe it's a stylistic choice that he wanted shown in that kind of format. What's the release date? Uh, early 2021, is it? Okay. I I just... Maybe it's because they... Uh, I think it's spring. Really playing. So Sorry, Eddie? I think they said it's spring. 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 I think, I, so, I, from what I remember, that was the yeah. date. Probably time. a lot of work done on it already then. I just for some, some reason, the teaser trailer gave me the thoughts that there was a lot left to do. Yeah. And maybe that's why they, they masked a lot of the audio with the big song. 
I am. I definitely know some of the CG, um, and I know that a lot of this is probably done at home. So people are probably obviously working their bollocks off. So I'm not going to put them down about it. But it did look a little bit unfinished. Like there was definitely yeah. a part where the camera's panning over the the big open doomsday field, and you see, I think it's either a hall of justice or there's some sort of um, concrete thing that says something um but as you're passing over there's a little bit of a cg debris that falls down to the left and it looks terrible so like after the show just watch that again just you see this little bit of debris that falls down i was like oh come on <laughs> like <laughs> should have got like someone in to kind of do that for you um, um, they have another six months yeah um there, yeah there was a lot of new scenes um i know that, that very um like big flash scene that was omitted from uh, Joss Whedon's version where Flash saves Iris West. Um, yeah. So that, that I'm very looking forward to seeing how that feeds into the story. Um, there's obviously new footage of him running with the Speed Force where it actually looks like the Speed Force is coming from him rather than just being lightning behind him, uh, which is more kind of what the Speed Force should be. Um, yeah, like, actually, that's a good point because even when he saves her, he's the kind of point thing he does is a little bit cheesy. It's like he's entering the Speed Force mm. or like just engaging with it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know whether there's much more else on it. I mean, like we've we've seen the movie, like the previous version, so we know a lot of the main story beats that happen in it. Um, obviously, this will be slightly like alternate story. What do we think of um, a proper look at Darkseid? I thought the first shot of him should have been left out. Um, it was too exposed at the beginning of the trailer, where you see him slam the hammer down. I think you could have kind of built up to that later in the trailer. Um, mm-hmm. It looks unfinished to me, like, but he looks great. Like he looks more like, uh, do you remember a, a comparison I'll use is, do you remember the, the film version of apocalypse and how much that did not look like apocalypse? Yep. Whereas now the film version of dark side at least looks like dark side. Yeah. So the, the treatment and, and the way he looks is very good. I think. He looks better than Steppenwolf. Well, oh yeah, like Steppenwolf from Justice League, the original cut. I wonder, I wonder what we've we've seen some. I think he he put up like a previs um, non HD version of Steppenwolf in this one. Um, yeah, and that that, are, that that looks better than yeah. Steppenwolf. But Steppenwolf is is going to look more like the version that um, Lex was interacting with in the Genesis ship. So it's going to be that kind of weird, kind of metallic-looking creature. So that—that's what Steppenwolf is and supposed to look like. Did they shoot any new footage? No, I don't know. I think no. a lot of this is—is is no. it, it's either going to be uh, stuff that's on the cutting room floor that was left off that Zack Snyder wanted his version, and I think a lot of it was already filmed. Just they didn't have the CG done. And I think okay. if they need to do additional recording, it's just going to be a lot of. Body doubles and ADR. Yeah, I think so. I think it's mostly going to be ADR. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, there's not really much more that we can talk on it uh, until possibly closer to the time where it comes out. On to trailer number two that I've highlighted here is The Batman with Rob Batterson. Um, what do you guys think? I've got a few points on this. Um, I purposely didn't say anything in our group chat. Yeah, so that we I, can have this chat now. So, I'll I'll kick it off. Great use of Nirvana. Something in the way. Yes, that was 
chilling. Yeah. Like really good. Like I was there thinking, are they going to go the heavy? Are they going to go like orchestral? What are they going to do for this? And just to get like a really throwaway Nirvana song that everyone knows, but you never think like, oh, I'll put that in the trailer. And it works yeah. really well with their previous um, release, you know, boom, 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 in, in like the teaser trailer that they had before. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, any of your other thoughts, uh, Eddie? I, I love it. I thought it was, I thought it was incredible. Um, mm. I, watching it, I was like, oh, this is a, this is like something I haven't seen from a Batman film before. It feels really, um, I don't know, I, don't, I really don't want to use the word gritty, but I can't think of anything else. Um, and there's a lot of horror in it. Yeah. The, the first, <clears throat> The first clips, I was like, "Jesus, am I watching like Saw?" Mm. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing a full reveal of the Riddler because he looks terrifying in the couple of bits we see him in. Yeah, um, actually, this I will say on that. This is the exact Riddler I've wanted for years. This sort of dark, mysterious serial killer Riddler, mm. and Batman gets to be a detective. I might have even said it on this podcast. This this is the thing we need with the Riddler, yeah. Um, because I think you go one of two ways: you either go the crazy Jim Carrey way, which can be fun, mm. or you kind of have to take him into this. I don't want to say gritty because there's too much of that word associated with DC, but like this dark, seeding undertone of murder and mystery. It it, it somewhat reminded me, like I I get now where they were saying like they're kind of going down a noir esque feel because it felt very like Seven. Like that very slow pace um, detective story. It actually feels like it's probably going to have a little bit more of the detective Batman, which I don't think we've really seen properly on screen either. Um, like maybe Eddie could correct me on that one, but I don't think we've had the proper detective Batman. We see it in the, the people. I agree that we did not see enough of it, but the bit in the dark night where he is getting the fingerprint from the the empty case settings mm. um like you know he's scanning it he's creating um you know a place where he's going to shoot the he, he's putting it all together in his own head yeah. from nothing mm. and that's him being the detective um mm. i think that's the most we've seen from it but um yeah i'd love to see some more in this um yeah. I- were any of you guys really quick to see? Did you see Colin Farrell's bit? Did you see him? I, as, I, I have to rewatch it. Yeah, notice him. Yeah. Uh, you you definitely did. Cause did I? You yeah. yeah. When you see the face, you're like, okay. I I, I watched it and I went, who's that? It, oh, and it's so much. The prosthetics are incredible on him. Yeah, it does not look like him at all. No, it's insane. Um, I was so giddy after watching it. The, uh, and I, I was not that giddy after watching Justice League or or the BVS trailers. Yeah, um, it's been <clears throat> probably since the Dark Knight Rises have I not been as giddy of yeah. watching a trailer. It was really for weird. Like if you're watching it again, Rob, it's the kind of chubby fella who's staring straight down the camera while it's raining, and he's got like kind of really thinning hair. But that's Colin yeah, Farrell. Yeah, I think um, I can remember that bit now. And he just looks. He looks like an old school gangster. Like a pro- when you think of like mobster, like it, the, the, the like the mafia in New York, that kind of vibe. He just yeah. looks kind of like that. Um, so I'd be very eager to see what he does with that performance. 
Um, you all think of uh, Matt Reeves. Did you watch Matt Reeves' little talk afterwards? No, no. no. Like, I, this was so late I, that I like have only caught the trailer this morning or last I, night. Really, literally late last night, I caught it. I um, re- was rewatching it this morning, so I caught a bit of it. It's quite interesting. He's, he's described the movie as sort of Batman Year Two. Mm. So Batman's been out and about for maybe a year and a half or so. You know, he knows still getting into what he's doing, but nothing's perfect. Yeah. Um. So it's this sort of DIY approach. You know, it was interesting the way he described it. It was a lot of things of about how Batman, it's like he made this himself. You know, he made the car himself. He made the suit himself, mm. which I wonder is an illusion at the way in Nolan's trilogy, which like, yeah, he did make it, but he kind of bought a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Mm. He, he relied heavily on Lucius Fox in yeah. that. Like, you know, this is like all the stuff was already made. He just had to kind of find a way around to buy it. To like yes. glorify Amazon yep. shopping. Like. Buy like 100,000 or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I kind of thought that was cool. An interesting description of it all. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the suit looks an awful lot better in the live action than in the still photos. Yeah, yeah. I think that's always the way, though, isn't it? I mean... Well, I really didn't like this one. Um, I, hate, I thought the cow was terrible. But, but it, it looks really good. Like in some of the shots where you see the head rising up, it's like, oh yeah, the ears actually look great now. Yeah. Um, I liked um, I liked Gordon as well at the start. Mm. Um, yeah, he Jeffrey Wright's going to be great, I think. Um, yeah. Just from that one scene we saw. And I like the fact that it looks like, you were saying with year two, um, Rob, that uh, you see that Batman and the, you know, it's not just him and Gordon. It, it looks like Batman and the GCPD have um, some sort of working relationship going on. Yeah, there's an yeah, integration yeah, yeah. going on there. Yeah. Like, yeah. The other thing Jeff, um, Jeff uh, Matt Reeves was saying is most of the villains are in their origin phase as well. He said, like, we're not setting this where you see Batman's origin because that's been done before. So we're just past that. But all the villains are just starting off. Hmm. So the Penguin isn't called the Penguin yet and resents being called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, heard that. Catwoman well, is still figuring out who she is, too. Um, yeah, so I kind of like that. Maybe we'll get to learn a bit more about them and how they define Batman. Mm. Will the film end with the Penguin at a press conference going, I am the Penguin? <laughs> and he snaps. <laughs> or go, any, 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 any future plans, Mr. Penguin? I'm going to run for Please. Please, <laughs> <laughs> my nose isn't gushing blood. um yeah i mean the other thing i caught in the trailer as well is kind of the first look at the bat cave or should i say it looks like the the entrance to wayne manor has just been repurposed um like it's a very kind of grandiose looking bat cave it's got like the two marble staircases going up on each side of it he's obviously able to drive straight into it so i'm wondering it has this like wayne manor very similar to like the the um Justice League version of Wayne Manor where it's burnt down it's just decrepit, it's off to the side somewhere but the Waynes actually live in a proper modern building whereas this is just like an old estate that's just off to the side um, Oh, sorry I, sorry to interfere I was just looking up Robert Pattinson's age he's like just over a year younger than me or older than me, sorry Oh, you could, you could have been so, Batman, Rob I could have been Batman next year <laughs> <laughs> we, both, we both know that's never going to happen No <laughs> He would have been filming at the start of this year, so he might have been the same age. There was a funny bit, actually, um, with someone asking Matt Reeves about um, how Robert Pattinson kind of helps maybe design the Batsuit as well, which I feel 
known a little bit about movie. I don't think actors really do. I think the designers design the suit around the actor, yes. Yeah. But the actors don't necessarily have design influence on it. Yeah. I think and the apparently... only kind of design influence to have is like, oh, do you have any movement restrictions? Like, oh, yeah, I yeah. can't move like this. Our grand will shave off a little bit there. That's probably the, <laughs> the bulk of their input. But that was apparently one of the big things was Robert Pattinson had called up Christian Bale about any advice. And he said, like, just make sure you can relieve yourself in that suit. <laughs> so they had to build into it so he could actually use the toilet. Yeah, it's probably like a little f- back flap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just thinking about something. So what were you saying about the mansion again? Um, I know it was just that. I, I just assumed that it's going to be a repurposed use of Wayne Manor, similar to the Zack Snyder or the uh, BVS Wayne Manor. It's off to the side. It's not used. Um, yep. And for some reason, people don't think to check there to look for Batman. Um, so maybe what maybe do we, what do we think of the um, the part where Batman beats the snot out of the? Are they like? I feel like they are jokers. They look like, like proto. They jokers. look like jokers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, part of that pissed me off because it's there's part of it that's clearly sped up footage. Really? Oh, I didn't notice that. He, he looks like he's punching way too fast. Oh, I think I think it's it's like how an MMA fighter like. Uh, punch it's that proper like fast beat no, like one i have to i'll go back and rewatch it but just a first watch now this was on my phone a little yeah. bit so sometimes the scanning and it was a stream so sometimes the scanning can be wrong and it looks yeah. a little bit jarring so i mean i I, just, I really liked that scene it it if it's if the direction that they're kind of going in is this is batman in year two and he's kind of struggling to come to know his restraint almost um like maybe this is a case where like he goes too far and he's like, well, all right, fuck's sake, I should dial it back a bit. But to top off that scene, I do like that he said, like, who are you? And the fact that he goes, I was like, oh, here it comes. I'm Batman. He just goes, yeah. I am vengeance. I was just like, yeah, okay. That was a good, that was a good like take on it. Yep. It's like, thank God I don't have to hear someone go, I'm Batman again. <laughs> he, he better say it. I'm sure that's part of a longer sentence. It's probably like, you know, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. You'll probably. I, I'm. Um, I was always sad that Ben Affleck never said I'm Batman in either uh, BVS or Justice League because we've heard really? every other. We've heard every other um, actor say it. Yeah, he'll say it in uh, Flash. Maybe so. We'll get there. <laughs> it's going to be like one of those scenes where it's like the two Spider-Men pointing at each other. It's like Michael Keaton and just going, "Who are you? I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Stop pointing at me." Um, yeah, you know, that that scene was definitely one of the highlights of it for me. Um, there's some really good cinematography in, in it. Like, there's a great scene where there's a bunch of thugs around him, and you hit, you see him rising up, and like, the cowl just kind of slowly coming up between the crowd, like this. Like, that was obviously class. Um, the bonus uh, talking point I had on this for myself was the eye makeup. Thank God yeah. someone yeah. finally did it. You take off the cowl, and your eyes are having black makeup yep. on them. Yes, that's what it would I look like. like. <laughs> but here now. I don't know if they're going for this, but I think they were, right? The other thing about that is it shows that when he takes off the cowl, he doesn't just stop being Batman. Yeah. So it's a visual callback of, yeah, the suit might be off, but he's Batman. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's always some trace of it left in him. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it was pretty damn epic. I'm I'm really looking forward to this movie. I I think it's it's a much needed palate cleanse from what we've had over the last few years. Yeah. 
We also got um, a voiceover from Andy Serkis at one point. We don't see him, but we, we hear him. Yeah. What's the line? He says something like, uh, you've become a bit of a celebrity. Why is he writing to you? Yeah, something like that, Jim. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. I mean, like, unless you guys have any last talking points, we can move on. No, just super excited for it. Yep, cool. Now, uh, the next two are just kind of quick points. Um, we'll move on to the quicks, the both of them. The Flash. Uh, no footage, but we got a little bit of info on it. Um, a new suit, apparently. Maybe. So I didn't see any just info. Have you uh, not? I'll have to enlighten me as to it. Okay, so basically, um, they were kind of revealing a couple of talking points on the new Flash movie. Um, so one of the things was they released key art of the new flash suit and it looks very like the new 52 suit where it's 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 more form-fitting and there's like these lines that run through it that light up um so like think of the classic new 52 suit so it's the red suit and it's got those yellow kind of breakup lines that break up the joints so it looks somewhat similar to that but apparently um i don't know how true this is but they said this in the, the conference that the new suit's given to him by Batman. And when they say that, the key art pops up and it's the Michael Keaton Batman standing behind him. And I'm like, what? So fucking Michael Keaton's Batman yep. has developed this Flash suit? But I'm trying to remember Flashpoint Paradox now. Um, it is a big part of it, though, that he goes and talks to, well, it's Thomas Wayne, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I wonder, will it be Batman. will it be something similar to... Um, is it? I, I can't remember which animated movie it is where the Flash goes to a different version of the Justice League where Barry Allen is dead and Batman helps him out because he reminds him of his Barry Allen so much. So maybe, is that Flashpoint? Um, so maybe that's the case. Maybe in Keaton's universe, Flash has already existed and has died, and he imparts his Flash's suit to him, which is better or something, or maybe more efficient at harnessing the speed force and focusing it. Well, I think something. is there something to do with how he moves? It's, it's Booster Gold who messes with Flash, isn't it? No, causes the paradox. No, it's um, uh, Reverse Flash. Is it in... okay? Um, yeah. So I thought there was some issue in the movie where he loses his suit and he ends up getting a new one. Maybe I'm just applying this new knowledge to I'm my not memory. Sure, actually. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it in years. I need to actually rewatch it because it's by far one of the best DC animated movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks cool. Um, yeah, I, I, there's not really more uh, that much of extra content regarding the movie. I mean, it's it's what has it even started recording? I don't think so. Well, so it was still, no, it's, it's not still Ezra Miller, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Ezra, Ezra yes. Miller was on the call um, and said that he wants um, Nicolas Cage to be in the film as Nicolas Cage. So we're all okay with this. Ezra Miller guy, even after the, you know, his instance earlier. So, from <laughs> what I, from what I've heard about it, um, and this is only in passing because nothing else really came out about it was that he was just mucking about. Um, okay. Whether or not that's true, I don't know, but that's that's the only other thing I've heard from what happened. Um, and I guess the the girl didn't make a deal of it or anything, so mm. I, I don't know. Yeah. Let's hope so. I'd I'd prefer to think better of him. So yeah, yeah, he seems like a good guy. I mean, like he's obviously a little bit eclectic, but whatever. It, it's just another one of these things where it shows how quickly people move on from controversy. As long as you don't talk about it for a short enough period, and people as long as you're not Kevin Spacey. 
yeah, there's just another another thing will pop up that will just redivert everyone's attention. Um, then yeah, I mean, there's not much else on that one. So the next talking point really is the uh, second Wonder Woman trailer. Sorry, Wait, are we not, are we really not talking about Ben Affleck coming back? No, 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 I don't <laughs> want to talk about that. <laughs> Rational Skywalker has interrupted and wants to talk about the return of Ben Affleck. I feel <laughs> like it's new name for the podcast. Yeah, Ed's, like new, Ed's new name is Rational Skywalker. <laughs> um, I Go mean, on, I was I was shocked uh, that he's returning. Um, Same, yep. Yeah, but I'm really glad he's going to get to close out his time in a proper way. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, we we don't. These movies are so random and so mad. I honestly don't know what next year is going to bring. Whether he'll come back for a, a cameo to tidy out his, this kind of era of his Batman, whether he'll continue on, depending on the outcome of the Justice League, the the four hour Justice League thing next year. I mean, who knows? I, I feel like he's he's um, passing the bat torch back to Michael Keaton mm. in this. And then Keaton will be the, from what they've said anyway, will be, I think he's contracted for three or four films. Yeah. So, to be the Batman in the universe. I know no one has an answer to this, but do we think that the Batman universe will tie into the DC multiverse as well? Or are they going to let it stand alone? Um, well, they said when they had did the big conference call with Jim Lee and the, the guys from the movies and the TV show, they, they were basically saying that the multiverse just still exists so there could still be a chance like wonder woman could appear on the supergirl show or you know i don't know cyborg could appear on and the flash could appear on the flash i mean that they seem to be a bit more open to that now than they ever were yeah like, especially with the whole I, ezra miller appearance like that it's completely open to floodgates it just uh it comes to mind because of ed saying that um Affleck passing it back to Keaton. Mm. And I hope they really don't do a cheesy Affleck or Keaton passing it on to Pattinson. I don't no. think he needs that. I think I, you I, really I, need to let him stand on his own for a while. What what they were saying on the conference call thing I saw was the multiverse exists, so that's why you can have something like the Joker movie. I think they're called the movies are called the Elseworlds movies. So they're yeah. basically no. standalone adventures that are in the multiverse. So there's always the possibility yeah. that they could delve in. Like, say, if an Elseworlds story is so good and they're like, that actually could work in our mainline canon, yeah. they could dip I into that without interfering too much. I love that idea because my main criticism of Marvel these days is that everything feels the same. And I get that they're going for that. They want to have some cohesion between all the movies so that if Black Panther shows up in an Ant-Man movie, hmm. it doesn't feel weird. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that's where DC can take some leverage there and go, well, we can tell all sorts of mad tales. We can tell serial killing Batman uh, tales. We can mm. have fantastical Wonder Woman tales. We can have really cheesy Suicide Squad movies. Yeah. And they can lean into all these really different artistic styles and stories that you know Marvel just can't seem to do. Yeah. It, like that's the thing is like I don't I don't see Marvel pulling off like a horror movie anytime soon no artist hold no. new mutants thing if it even fucking comes out yeah i don't know i'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what um other surprises they bring up during the flash film be fun mm. i feel like it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah i i'm still holding out that uh jeffrey dean morgan will be in it as thomas wayne i just think that's how they could really tie that off like if they repeat the same scene from the flashpoint movie 
which is spoilers if you've never seen this. Um, but that scene at the end where he gives him the note written by Thomas Wayne, gives it to Bruce, and Bruce like is like, how the hell did you do this? You know, you're incredible. Um, because Flash and Bruce obviously share that uh, same kind of trauma from their childhood, they both had their parents or a parent be killed, and it's them trying to deal with that emotional scarring. Um, so that could be a kind of a, a nice way to round out Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, and maybe he retires, then maybe he kind of goes, oh, I actually have some closure, so I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe, so, yeah. 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 I don't know. Look, it's, I'm fucking talking out my ass here. Um, but then How again, taking out my ass. But uh, yeah, let's move on to then. Are you, are you happy for us to move on, Edward? Are you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah? Uh, my okay. name is Rational. Thank you. <clears throat> Sorry, Rational Skywalker. Mr. Skywalker. That's Mr. Skywalker to you. Uh, Wonder Woman then. Um, we saw a bit more. Yeah. It's, it's kind of more the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously there's still a lot of recycled footage in this new trailer. Um, mm. I really liked the Wonder Woman movie. The only thing that pissed me off was the ending because um, I, I didn't love the CGI fest. But man, what a oh, yeah. great movie. Judging by this, I feel like we're going to be saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Now, did anyone else... Now, I haven't seen the Cats movie, but did anyone else get that sense when they watched uh, the uh, final uh, transformation of Cheetah? <laughs> before you uh, before you joined the chat, Rob, I was actually chatting with Eddie a little bit about my initial concerns regarding Cheetah and CGI characters in general, is that when she's moving around, it feels like she weighs nothing. Yeah. like it, She's just yeah. bouncing off things. It, because she's fighting Wonder Woman and she's a CGI character, hmm. of course she's going to look like nothing. Like everyone is nothing compared to Wonder Woman. She just picks up cars and tanks and is just unbelievably strong. But yeah, there's a little bit of that rubber doll effect, I guess. Um, hmm. I really like Kristen Wiig. Actually, I, the, the worst bit of the trailer was the final transformation of Cheetah for me. The yeah. other bits, the fights looked kind of cool. Um, yeah. I don't know, is it a fight? probably in some big DC building where Kristen Wiig hasn't fully transformed yet and she jumps at Wonder Woman. That seemed kind of interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I have I have ho- high hopes for the movie. I still... Obviously, it's something to do with Max Lord about how um, Chris Pine comes back. Yeah, I mean, the, it seems like there's... I can't remember the name of the actual stone, but he's got this, like, uh, like wishing stone that it'll grant, like, whatever you want in, in life but at a cost. So it's like kind of like a genie thing. It's like a gin kind of. So I think the story beats are like Wonder Woman wishes that Steve was back, but in order to do that, she loses her powers. And yeah, then, that's so obvious now. Yeah, and then but... Cheetah is kind of like, I want to be I want to be exactly like Diana. So she somehow inherits Diana's powers, but then she says, I want to be more than her. I want to be an apex predator. And the stone literally goes, oh, literally an apex predator. Okay, you're a cheetah. <laughs> and she's just basically she's permanently left like that and because I, I like cheetah's transformation uh, from the comics it's it's more like a curse rather than a superpower i think that's always the thing like even though, like i've never read any comics or anything from that but do i get the infer uh background of that character from like the video game i played the injustice ones where yeah. it's hinted that the the whole cheetah transformation is a curse, and if she wants to return back to normal, she has to give up all this power. And I guess it's her not wanting to give up the power because then she'll just lose everything. Well, my assumption then, and this is 
probably what's going to happen is that Wonder Woman obviously has to give up Chris Pine in order to fight Cheetah and yeah. save the day. And then that's yeah. the big emotional moment for her that she has to say goodbye forever. Um, yeah. Well, and that's a little bit obvious, I guess, but if they do it right, it won't matter. I feel like we don't need to watch this film now. No, no we've, we've kind of just told, <laughs> told everybody what the story is. <laughs> it's like a Disney movie where you start off and go, oh, I, I know what's going to happen. The friend group's going to break up and then this guy does that and then eventually they all get back together and fight the big bad guy. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure one of the story beats as well, like, I'm sure she can fly. It's it's all but showing her flying. Like, she's doing the last well, she of the is... lightning. But yeah, then there's scenes well, where she's definitely flying. I'm really... I have such two minds about that. It looks so cool. And it's such a cool idea of, yeah. like, holy fuck, she can lasso lightning. Yeah. yeah. That's class. It looks... And it visually like, looks amazing. Yeah. And then you're thinking, this is just kind of spider-man really yeah but now she can only get around in a storm (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i mean the other thing they could have done is have just pop into the shops (laughs) (laughs) oh great great it's raining do my shopping now (laughs) couldn't you just walk diana no (laughs) do you just see how long it takes to walk at these heels getting a lightning bus (laughs) um Unless the lasso is causing the lightning, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and like that is the thing they say in the first Wonder Woman movie. She's a god, basically. Mm. Yeah. Why the fuck couldn't she lasso lightning? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was 90% happy with the trailer. My only concerns are the little bit of CG on Cheetah, but, you know, they've got another, like the movie was supposed to be out by now, wasn't it? Yeah, back in June. So, yep. So I'm a bit surprised that Cheetah looks a little bit still unpolished but let's hope they're using this time to render out better fur on the model um that it just looks better they can tidy up those little things that will just make it look way better because they're under no time restraint um yeah i mean any other talking points to you guys no that's it cool yep i think i've said it all um then like moving on to the 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 double bill of video games that got released. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about the Gotham Knights trailer first and the gameplay that they showed. Uh, what do you guys think? Well, can I just say one thing before we get too deep into the gameplay and stuff? No. Is this supposed to be a sequel to Arkham Knight? Um, I don't think so. Um, I Yeah, I got things, that sense too. One of the things I know is because this is uh, WB Montreal. So these are the guys who made Origins, not the yeah. Arkham trilogy, even though that's still the same fucking universe as far as I'm concerned. Um, it looks like it's definitely not a continuation of Arkham, but it's relying on you to have that uh, memory or relationship with it. Because yes. the, the, the story yeah. beat says something like a, an explosion in Gotham, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't specify where it is. And I think it's leaning heavily into the Nightfall protocol. I it's I think, yeah, you're right. It's borrowing your ideas on that but oracle isn't there it's batgirl yeah and alfred's alive so like before i'd seen the trailer i was like oh you guys had said oh you know has this team up i was like batgirl how the fuck does that make sense Uh, i kind of thought for a second maybe they mean batwoman yeah which would be interesting because that would be like a bat family character who is slightly outside the family and a bit of conflict there um but yeah i I hope you're right. I want a game that isn't linked to Arkham. No, no, I, 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 I don't think long. it is at all. Um, because they, they don't really have 
as far as I know, the, the, the free reign to use the Arkhamverse. And I think they want to start something new without the baggage. And this is new enough where it's like, right, we don't want the baggage of Batman because people will be like, I just want to be Batman. I don't want to be these other characters. And I think this yep. is the way to do it. Now, Batman's not dead. There's no way no. he's dead. No, 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 it's no. going to be a DLC it... or something down the road where it's like the, the dawn of the night again or something like that. And Batman comes back <laughs> as a different character. What was the, there was the story arc there um, where Batman, again, I'm sure he's done it multiple times, but relatively recently, which could mean, you know, any time in the last mm. 10 to 15 years, um, where Batman pretended to be dead in order to draw some villains out. Um, Ed, can you remember what that arc was? Jeez, I don't know. Um, no. Is that the one where yeah. um, like Dick Grayson takes up the mantle of Batman for a while, or do they purely just like don't resurrect the bat and just like try to leave him dead? Doesn't sound familiar to me. I have to look it up now. Yeah. yeah well, while you're looking right. up that, um, like, yeah, I mean, it it could be a case of that. Maybe the, the court of owls were after him. And that's why he had to fake his own death because he wants them to expose themselves and he can basically work in the, the shadows, pardon the pun, but behind the scenes. So he doesn't know who to trust. So he doesn't know who's compromised. Maybe he doesn't remember the Bath family compromised. Um, yeah. And he has to basically sit in the background and let them kind of work. And that's why he's given them the technology in the Belfry. Because I think in the trailer, he goes, you know, the, the Belfry still there. The tech is a little bit old, but it's more than good for the job. So maybe he's withholding the better tech for himself while he operates in the background. Um, another point, Jim Gordon's dead in this. Yeah. Um, oh, um, I didn't Yeah. No, I think... like, things haven't been the same. No, GCPD don't trust us since Jim died is what it, he says in the trailer. I think um, it will be a case that it can be uh, linked to Arkham if you want to go that way. Mm. I don't see them creating an entire new Gotham City mm. for the game. I feel like they're going to use the Gotham City from Arkham. Yeah, it, like some of the trailers... Especially the last shot. The, yeah, the last shot especially looks like it's the same Gotham. Mm. Yeah, I mean, know. Like, these are just digital assets they can move around anyway. Yeah, like um, the, 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 like the watchtower might fields. be in a different part of the city, or, yeah. or Rikers Island might be in a different part or something. Um, I, the one thing I'm vaguely concerned about, like the combat in Arkham isn't great, and I say that as someone who's kind of crap at fighting games anyway. Um, it is a bit of a button masher, mm. and this looked a little bit similar. Where yeah, uh, you see Batgirl fighting the goons. The, before the Mr. Freeze part. The issue, well, not really an issue. The the I think this is a co-op online game. So this is uh, going to be very similar in the vein. Remember, Eddie, was it me and you that played um, uh, the thing about the two guys trying to break out of prison? Yeah. Yeah. Um, prison break. No. <laughs> I, I can't remember what the fuck it was called. Was it No Way Out or something? Or something? I Anyways, look, it was, a, it was a co-op game where two people are playing the same game in like parallel to each other. Um, so you could either be co-op couch or you're co-op like remotely over, over the internet. And I think this is going to be one of these games where you can have a party of up to four people to do missions. And it seems that way because when she was on the bike driving towards Mr. Freeze on the top, right, it says Robin has joined the mission. Yeah. And I think that's people yeah. joining your mission, like in kind of like online co-op. Now I think you can play the game solo but I think it's always going to be looking for matchups if you want matchups. Um, and that's why it so, feels a bit button bashy. Like you see the thugs, they have health bars. Yeah. So they know, right, 
if this person is throwing down with this other person, but they're held slow and you can join in, you can beat up the thug as well. Um, I have my reservations about this because I don't know. I'm I'm a bit more of a, I want to play a game by myself on my own terms rather than waiting on people to play it. Yeah. Um, but that's, I remember, um, did any of you ever play Knights of the Old Republic? No. No. One of the best Star Wars games of all time, set thousands of years before any of the movies, mm. so that they could just do whatever the hell they wanted, right? Um, absolutely love the first game. Second game I really liked too. Um, it's just, it's, didn't feel as good to me, although I'm sure other people argue and say the second one's better. Mm. And then they released uh, Star Wars The Un, uh, the Old Republic, which is the mass, uh, the MMORPG equivalent of the game. Set, is it 100 years or something like that after uh, KOTOR? Yeah. And I'd been sold the game with the idea that, oh, it's okay. You can play the whole game alone if you want. You could do it as like a single player game. There'll just yeah. be other people around. So you could do all the story missions and stuff, but it's really difficult <laughs> to do any of the story missions. At least I found it when yeah. I played it first, really difficult to do it on your own. Mm. And that's the draw. They obviously want people to play together because they make more money that way. Mm. Um, I hope this isn't the same. I don't want it to be the case where I can't fight Mr. Freeze now because I'm Batgirl and I have to go fucking grind and yeah. beat up goons for five hours. I hope it's if more I want to be like... able to do this on my own. I hope it's more like um, Dead Island, which was a game on the Xbox 360 where you are playing your own game, but you can choose to enter a party mode to do missions, but you don't have to. It's just purely like it like it ups the difficulty the more people who, who join or something, I think. So basically, if, if you have one person doing a mission, it's difficulty three. But if you have two people, it's difficulty four. If you have all four, it's the most difficult. So there's more goons. Um, it takes more time to kill the enemies, something like that. I hope it's something a bit more like that. So it's a scalable difficulty depending on how many people are in a mission. So say, for example, if this game is cross-platform, I get a copy, Eddie gets a copy, and you get a copy, that we could all go on together. So I can be Red Hood, Rob, you can be um, Nightwing, Eddie can be Batgirl. Um, <laughs> and like you could just do all the missions together as three people. But if you guys are unavailable, I can still continue on and grind my own character if I want. Um, yeah, that, I think that I hope that is the way. Yeah. Um, the other thing I noticed from this game is the the characters' costumes seem to be massively customizable. Um, oh. I don't know if you noticed this, notice. but there was a scene later on in the game. Uh, it's actually the 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 freeze scene where Robin actually is wearing the red Robin costume. So he's wearing the okay. proper black cowl with the black cape and the red Robin costume. So it looks as though throughout the game, either you unlock new skins or you upgrade part of your costume bit by bit. And your character looks like your interpretation of that character. Well, they did. Ha- That's interesting. You say that because the, the developers, they did you watch the so- short chat afterwards? With no, them? no, no. I, I literally just was kind of. And they were saying that of like where you're choosing which character to be and you're developing them. Hmm. So that's, yeah, uh, that much touching on it where you can customize and maybe level up. Um, I wonder what the character switching is like. Do you play the game as one character and then you can switch yourself a lot? Or do you kind of choose th- a main character to be and switch very little? I think it's it's going to be a case of if you if you start a mission as a character, you're, you're that mission, you're, you're that character for that mission. And then when yeah. you go back to the Belfry, then the Belfry is where you upgrade characters individually or customize or choose to delve out your skill points. 
Now, this is purely speculation. I have no idea. Um, so we'll just have to kind of see. Um, like, what what do you think of the gameplay in general, guys? Or look good. Um, it looked more just... like a continuation again of Arkham. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to be cynical because obviously I'm going to play this game and I'm going to love it. But there was nothing new to it like if you've mm. played tomb raider you've seen some of the kind of traversing ice and mountains stuff yeah. if you've played arkham you've seen the gameplay um you know so there was nothing groundbreaking but i guess that's it's not that kind of game mm. um, and it's it's kind of late in this uh console phase that you know maybe it's too late to bring in anything yeah. too innovative yeah well i mean the the release date for this seems to be next year so I imagine this is going to be exclusive to PS5, Xbox, and PC. Um, yeah, maybe it is. Xbox which, X. you know, that that's the fine line, isn't it? If you come too early, then everyone's still figuring out the best way to use these dev kits uh, for the PS5 and stuff. Yep. <laughs> Such children. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't want to do isn't that. that always, isn't that always the way? It's always the way. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, I mean, like the then obviously the post trailer kind of uh trailer, which was the introduction to Court of Owls, um, yeah, just kind of you know, it had that really cool line. I've actually transcribed it here because no one talks about them, no, no, not a whisper word is said. If you try to crush them, the talent strikes you dead. I thought that was really cool to kind of show that this organization has always been running in the background. Um, I, I, I don't really know what the whole sarcophagus thing was um it kind of looked like maybe these people are being held in some sort of like suspended animation and then they come out <laughs> it, it looked a bit weird maybe more will be kind of explained on that yeah I'm trying to remember but... if that's in the story of court of hells so so am i <clears throat> it's been a while since i read it yeah i'll have to revisit it um yeah i mean if, if you guys have nothing else to add on that then on to Suicide Squad, aka Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League. Purely CG trailer. Um, yeah, it's ages um, away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's ages away. Um, it seems cool. I like that. It seems cheesy. All the characters have their own sort of style. Um, it's kind of very Justice Leaguey, or so not ju- injustice. Yeah, that's what I me. got from it. It felt very like Injustice Two when Brainiac comes down. It seems like it's almost the same story. Yeah, I mean that's okay. Yeah, I mean it could just be like uh, most of those characters are in Injustice, aren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah I am cool. weary of seeing Superman be a bad guy now. It seems like yeah. he's, he's he's a bad guy more than he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a bad guy as many times as he dies. I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the, yeah. Go on. But the, the 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 actual footage that they showed um for the trailer was great fun. Mm. The interaction between the suicide yeah Suicide Squad members was fun. I liked the lineup that they've chosen. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just it just looks like it'll be a lot of fun to play. Yeah, again, like I don't know whether it's going to be very similar to the Gotham Knights thing again. Is it going to be a co-op online game where you have to have a party of four before you could do a mission? I'd be cautious of that. I w- I want I don't want that from a Rocksteady game. I want the linear story game where maybe you do certain missions as a certain character and then you do that, but it's a cohesive story. It's not just this wishy-washy online narrative. Yeah, it's but it's so 
so obvious that the game developers now, at least the higher ups, realize that they make so much more money from the online stuff. Yeah. Like, look at Rockstar. Um, mm. Okay, they had Red Dead 2, but how long has it been since Grand Theft Auto 5? Jesus, uh, that like came out in 20... Eight or nine years, isn't it? 2013, I think it was. Like it's seven years. Like, that's mental. And they, But they've been making, like, raking in the money from mm. GTA Online. Yeah. You know, I, I remember playing GTA 5 and thinking, oh, yeah, no, this is cool. Obviously, they're planning on releasing more heists and stuff they can do. Mm. And it never did. Like that, yeah. Doing it... online stuff. I think the problem with games like that, and I think this is what like publishers need to be a little bit wary of, is that that's a very unique thing that Ro- the Rockstar has done. Like, pe- like that that game is still in the charts for fuck's sake. After yeah. like eight years of being out, it's still in the top ten of any charts yeah. that week. Like, I don't know how there must be some sort of loophole that if you buy a copy of the game, you're probably getting like a million dollars on your shark card and that works out cheaper than actually buying the currency in game like it's it's the only way that i can understand it um but this game like like there's so many of these games coming out that like how can you actually make enough money from all of these like you've got fortnite you've got apex legends you've got battlefront you've got like all the other like marvel's coming out with their avengers game which i've played it's a bit like it's grand uh like they're all hoping to make the single purchase income from the selling the game and then hoping to kind of keep the life of the game going by all these like microtransactions for cosmetics i mean people only have a finite amount of money yeah yeah i mean i i also get that they're going to market it to whoever they think they can make the most money towards Mm. and that's not always the single player experience anymore um i hope it's a single player game because yeah I just don't have time to really devote to online games anymore. Yeah, I'm saying. I can't imagine Rocksteady are gonna are gonna do a game where it's not um, at least possible to have a single player experience. Yeah, because I think a single player team up like ensemble would be far more interesting. Like you can just choose your main character, and it's still the same story. It's just you're going through it as this character. Like there might be a different path that you have to take in the story. So, for example, Harley Quinn could infiltrate a building by going through ventilation shafts similar to Batman, but obviously King Shark can't. So King Shark's more of a brute. He goes in through the front door. So he's more of like a, a melee, like a, a beat, like a tank character. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm just a bit wary when I see ensemble casts in a game because I know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I think with uh, the game, I'd like another experience where you're like a like an Apex Legends or um or Battlefront or uh, Fortnite that you're able to pick like a Suicide Squad member to run around Metropolis mm. and battle against some Justice League members or some other you know random I mean I guess that's why the you know when they in the in the game not the gameplay trailer but the trailer itself you see a lot of those purple lads running around yeah um, I guess you you'll be fighting them for a bit running around as well. Yeah. I say they, they look like your general minions. Like Brainiac has like just generic throw ray robot enemies. I guess yeah. that that's how you kind of beat most of them. They're like your everyday thugs on the street. Um, and then, yeah, your boss battles are members of the justice league. Um, but I think if this goes down the, the same kind of Avenue as like the injustice, I think everybody's up for grabs. So I think basically what could happen is maybe most of the heroes and villains in the world have been compromised and 
the suicide squad then have to take them down and i think you know what would be a cool mechanic is as you take people down you can then recruit them into the suicide squad so say for example if whatever you're trying to take down polka dot man and when you take him down he actually becomes part of your team then yeah and then you have a, a new character that you can play with um, at the very least to get some resources or intelligence from him or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah. yeah, big massive rewards. Whereas I think the big bad or the second big bad is Superman. And then once you take down Superman, it's Brainiac. Um, but the Brainiac thing is a, a very unusual like choice of a supervillain. Um, purely because it was done so well in Injustice 2. Mm. that I thought they would go with someone like Star Starro or I think that's his name. Um, which would have made way more sense, but I don't know. I imagine the end of the game will be Suicide Squad and Justice League teaming up to take down Brainiac. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that seems to be kind of like the given story beating us. Um, well, I, I don't know. It's like like you said, it's not out until twenty twenty two. It's fucking ages away. <laughs> I was kind of hoping it'd be out next year. Yeah. Um, like we've been waiting on our fucking rock steady. Yeah. Batman I, DC game for a very long time. I don't mean to get too. Um... <laughs> quasi-political on it as well i kind of feel for the developers as well because mm. i don't know what i haven't read too much about what the general atmosphere is in rocksteady but the poor video game developers to be under crunch for months like sometimes 12 months or more yeah. where they're working all the time sleeping at their desks working weekends and they're told oh you know it's because we really need this game to be great mm. and then sure they just go ahead and fire half them afterwards yeah it's ridiculous um, it's not a great industry to be in. I really hope the atmosphere changes at some point. Um, it needs to be unionized. Um, like, yeah, I, it's difficult. Yeah, but I suppose that's the thing. It's like um, it kind of gets into a bit of a tangent. But like, it, the more people who are part of a union, you know, you're stronger together. You can actually hold these people accountable, like for the hours that they're sketching. And if you, they really need a game out before next year, then the, the key is hiring more people rather than crunching the people who are already working on it. Yeah, like the, it's it's kind of like the cheaper end of the movie industry or the music industry, right? Yeah. Where people think you're privileged to be working on this. We don't need to yeah. pay you. We're, you get to work on our movie or you yeah. get to record our album. So you're so privileged. It's experience. It's experience of being, you know, experience of playing in front of 50 people who couldn't give a shit about your music. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> I have the exposure. Yeah. I started off working in the music industry and I left it because no one wants to fucking pay me money to do my job. Yeah. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's because I wasn't very good or something. No, yeah. I was good at the time. Obviously, I'm not anymore because it's been such a long time. But mm-hmm. uh, now working in software, like obviously, I'd love the idea of making a game, but mm. I'm so aware how insidious and like uncomfortable that game development environment can be. Like, yeah. It probably feels so creative and great, but a lot of developers don't last very long because of they just burn it. Yeah, yeah. I you mean, know, like so... I, I did game development in my first year in college, and I, I didn't leave it purely because of any reason, like that I didn't want to do game development. I've, it was purely financial reasons I had to give it up. Um, but I'm kind of glad I never really got into it because of the horror stories I've heard. Like, I've got friends working like games companies. Um, and like they say, yeah, it can get pretty fucking stressful when you're when you're coming up to release of mobile games or physical games. Like, I just I don't like that idea at all. Yep. I like that I can leave my job on the like I can leave at four o'clock or five o'clock and be like, yep, don't have to think about this now until tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like for sure, everyone has those bad days or bad weeks in work, but 
usually there's an end in sight. Yeah. And imagine like, okay, I'm not saying Rocksteady are like this. So let's say our imaginary game company has a game out next year mm. and you're in crunch already. You're like, fuck, there's 12 months left of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to see like why yeah. people can burn out. Like, and you know, it's it's. I say it's the game developers' problem as well, but it's also a lot of the fans. I mean, like, give these people a fucking break. I mean, like, I'm I'm annoyed. Like, oh, a game is now till 2022, but I've got a fucking library of games that I can play in the meantime. Yeah, I'm not fucking yeah. desperate for this game. <laughs> and that's it. Like, I guess that's kind of why I bring it up. Is lately I'm trying to be more conscious about even stuff like buying games. And if I hear yeah. that a developer that I even really like. Um, has treated people so badly, um, I'll be less inclined to buy their games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I'm kind of like that with um, uh, Ubisoft because uh, I've heard some really bad things and I've actually had like great experiences with the games like our uh, Assassin's Creed, um, uh, ba, ba, ba. Odyssey is a fantastic game. It's like, it's I, the best yeah, Wonder- I love that game. Yep. It's the best Wonder Woman game that isn't called Wonder Woman. <laughs> right? Um, it's fucking so cool. brilliant. Eddie, play it. Um, but like I have Origins now and I always hear that Origins is the best one and I'm just a bit like do I really want to play this like but then again that's the whole classic can you separate the art from the artist I mean maybe I'll just have to just say look I'll appreciate the the art for what it is regardless of the artist because look people do it all the time Mm, it's true Um, now on to our bonus talking point, which can be as long or as short on this as you like. Uh, Rob's going to talk about the Sandman um, reveals of the DC fandom because neither myself already <laughs> know too much about this character. <laughs> so, so, so what do you anyway, know about the Sandman already? I know that he kind of looks like Robert Smith from The Cure. <laughs> I feel like that might have actually been like a genuine inspiration for some of the design. That's the only th- the only thing I know about Sandman is I've seen the the cover art of the Sandman graphic novel from time to time, and it's just like, all oh, right, that looks like Robert Smith from the Cure. I, I'm literally in the dark about this. That's <laughs> funny. Um, all right, so I'll give you a, a little snapshot of what Sandman is. Right, mm. it kind of. I guess because it was Vertigo Comics, it's like an offshoot of DC in a way. So they have hints of DC, but it's never really part of that canon, I guess. Mm. And the idea is that you have these beings called Endless that are like embodiments of concepts. So our main character is called Dream, and Mm -hmm. he is essentially in charge of dreams and dreaming, which means he's also in charge of stories. So he's the king of stories. And this, the whole Sandman arc is essentially a story about stories. So Mm. it was kind of like a framing device where Neil Gaiman could use this to tell whatever story he wanted in whatever style he wanted. And has this nice kind of true line about this character Dream or Morpheus. Um, So simple summation of it all is essentially he needs to make a choice about whether to change or die. And then he makes his choice. And it's a lot of backstory about that. Um, I won't go into the details. Just go read it. There's mm. so much detail as well that it would just take forever. right? Mm. Um, it was one of my favorite pieces of fiction. Never mind like comics or anything. It's just a fantastic piece of fiction. Now, I read it again recently this year, just during the lockdown, because it was there in the bookshelf. And I was like, yeah, I may as well read that. I don't want to have to order in more stuff to read or and spend more money um 
yeah, reading it again as an adult, you see some of the cracks and flaws. Like some of it is very much, you know, an homage to things that Neil Gaiman just loves, and that's okay. Um, reading recently, when did Overture come out? Overture was like a another story that Neil Gaiman set in the Sandman universe about Sandman, um, but it came out much later mm. than all the other ones. Because Sandman stories had ostensibly finished by then, so 2013. So quite a while after the Sandman originally finished, he wrote this new story. And reading it again, I didn't love it as much as the first time. But yeah, it doesn't matter. It's one of those problems of authors revisiting their work after so long. And I, they've changed so much that they're kind of disconnected to their own stories. Mm. But anyway, enough about that. Um, the DC panel on it was just mostly, I guess, talking about this audio book or audio play that they're doing. Um, the same guy who did was it the death of Superman for BBC in the eighties mm. is doing this, and they have a huge cast of characters. I think um, um, Bart, Michael Sheen's in it, isn't he? Yeah, he plays Lucifer. Yeah, um, he was actually on the the panel too, looking <laughs> kind of mental with his grey beard and was uh, it right? Think Kat, Kat, Kat Dennings was one of the characters. Was a huge. Let me. Look it up now, or if someone wants to look it up while I talk. Um, You're one Natalie Portman's friend in Thor. Um, yeah, there's well, there's so many characters in the the book um, that they really have to. Maybe they'll. Have, I don't know how they'll do it. I guess because it's an audio play, though, they can just do everything, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. I have never heard that Dead of Superman BBC show. Um, maybe I'll go back and listen to it if I listen to the Sandman audio play and really like it. So that could be kind of interesting. Um, the other tiny tidbit they had was on the Netflix TV show for Sandman. Mm. Um, probably pretty much since it started, I'd say someone has been thinking about trying to make this into a movie or TV show and has consistently failed. Um, they've never tried. Uh, do you remember Dark Tower two years ago, two or three years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, same pr- thing that someone had been trying to make a Dark Tower movie for so long and it's one of those issues of like how do you possibly convert this story into a movie and yeah they they didn't Mm. do it well so let's hope the netflix show is a bit better according to neil gaiman at least they're just using this covid19 time to rewrite the scripts it doesn't seem like they've even cast anyone at least according to him um so Mm. he's sort of saying they're just refining everything at the moment uh but interestingly enough the story is going to be set in modern day. So it's going to be a retelling, I guess, of the story in the comics, which is more 80s. You know, touches on some of the AIDS pandemic or epidemic, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it should be interesting to see a retelling of it. I don't know how well it will translate. Um, it's, it's one of those really hard ones to nail down, I guess. But it, for me, it was such a, such a p- wonderful piece of fiction. Um, introduces you to a lot of these other stories that maybe you hadn't read and then like even pieces of Shakespeare's work and so on mm. that you kind of have to be almost a fiction nerd well here's the cast for it um, well this is the cast have, the audio um, thing the audiobook yeah Yeah. so you have James McAvoy uh, you have Riz Ahmed you have Justin Vivian Bond Arthur Darville Kat Dennings Karen Edgerton William Hope Josie Lawrence, Miriam Margulies, Samantha Morton, Bebe Newart, Andy Serkis, and Michael Sheen. 
Yes, yeah, there's a small Constantine uh, story in it as well. Um, mm. Yeah, because that he can kind of touch on the DC universe. Um, he introduces a few characters like that. And it's used well, you know. Uh, it's, it, it is quite a cool series because, you know, you've lots of almost disjointed stories because that's the nature of it. You have a person who literally is story and dreams. So he's mm. a part of every single story that's ever been told. You just don't know it yet. Um, yeah, so I'd well recommend it as a read. Um, yeah, yeah, I might check it out. Um, it, it definitely before like the Netflix be... show comes out. Hmm. Cool, cool. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, any, any? Should we uh... touch on the? Should we touch on the Suicide Squad trailer? Yeah, actually, yeah. That's, um, oh, yeah, that's Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot that's, about that's that. A, that's a better one to end on than uh, me rambling on with. Yeah, Dream I'm... and the Endless. Yeah, no, that was good. Thanks for. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice and Rob. Yeah, we'll look into that. Um, yeah, yeah. Who, who? Like, do you want to chat about Eddie? I don't know how I feel about it yet, but it looks fun. Uh, I mean, that's the main thing I took away from it. Um, yeah. And I guess that's all I really want from a Suicide Squad film. I know some. I've heard some people going. It looks like uh, cosplay in in a film, but sure, mm. you know, for we're. For something like The Suicide Squad, it's very different than what you're looking for from a film like The Batman. Um, yeah, yeah. So if I'm going into Suicide Squad film, I want a coherent film that's good fun. <laughs> I'm not taking any shots at any other Suicide Squad film that was ever yeah. released. But, um, the, I mean, the cast is great. Um, John Cena looks like he's Such having a, a great time. Such yeah. a huge cast. <laughs> Such a like that panel was insanely big. Um and yeah, poor Michael Rooker getting all the slagging. Um I hundred percent agree with you, Eddie. It looked fun. Like I really thought the Suicide Squad movie was gonna be good, and then I watched it and I was like, so disappointed. As yeah. I was watching it, I was disappointed. It wasn't even like a little bit of uh draw into the movie that lied to me for a while. Oh, five um, minutes in, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, this is a bad movie. <laughs> um, turns out you were right about all those reshoots. It really was problems. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just looks fun. I hope they embrace it. I hope they have that kind of crazy comic book color to it. Like, cosplay costumes, fine. Comics are ridiculous. The colors the characters wear are insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, you're talking about John Cena. His character, what was it, staunch red and blue um because he yeah. basically thinks he's a superhero yeah he's basically just an asshole captain america <laughs> yeah <laughs> peacekeeper is that his name i think that's his name yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i mean I, i'm 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 quite perplexed about how this fits into the canon but maybe we just have to leave our expectations at the door when we watch this um like are we just supposed to ignore the previous movie is this actually a sequel i don't know yeah. if I care. i I'm going to watch it with the intent of just it being its own thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the best. Because um, I think if you try to make these two cohesively work together, you're, you're fucking blowing up in your own face. I think yeah. it's just going to start off he, going, your next mission is da-da-da. It's like, all right, listen, Grant. It's going to be a hundred times better so long as it just doesn't end with a sky beam. Yeah, yeah. Just Sorry, don't give me a big sky beam. John Cena is Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, look, it, it is what it is. Like the regarding the whole looks like cosplay, I think that a lot of the footage was behind the scenes stuff. I saw a couple of snippets of CG moments where they'd obviously 
uh, animated King Shark. I think he looks great. Um, mm. It looks like a giant shark that can talk. <laughs> What's to go wrong, you know? <laughs> Uh, they couldn't bring in a lot of humor with that, um, like the way they do in the Harley Quinn thing, where he actually doesn't like eating people or it, smelling blood actually sends him off the rails, like like a drug. Um, so that kind of, could be kind of cool. Um, yeah, look, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment until I see the first official trailer rather than teaser. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Same. Um, I did actually like the fact that is it James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn, uh, as Weasel, like a cg character it's obviously like he has experience in doing like a little tiny cg character that goes along with the team and it's always Isn't funny that, right this is kind of the one thing i'd say about it is it's like maybe it's a little two guardians of the galaxy because we've now got james gunn directing it we've got sean gunn in it as a cgi animal character who's yeah. slightly you know human and then you have michael rooker too <laughs> <laughs> look it worked for guardians yeah. of the galaxy it did, and that's fine. Um, let's hope it doesn't take away from this movie. Let's hope it allows it to stand its own. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of the team that die early on in the movie. I, I just have that feeling. <laughs> I think there's a spoiler on one of the images. It looks like it's near the end of the film, and you can see about eight left. Mm. So I think anyone else you can safely say is... No longer, no longer with us at that point in the film. Like, wasn't it in the Suicide Squad, the the other other one, um, was quite a big name actor who dies fairly early on. Remember, he's like, oh, doesn't slip, believe. Slip that. What? Slip that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're kind of going, what? <laughs> Literally, one character's yeah. dead before they even leave the yard. So I don't know. Maybe, but, maybe there might be a flip out moment like that at some no, point. He definitely left the yard though. He got he tried to escape as soon as yeah. he got out. I think though, so. as soon as he got yeah, out of the helicopter, yeah. he tried to escape. And he ex- his head exploded yeah so yeah that's uh suicide squad so overall yeah not not bad little thing condense it down for next year um you know yeah like i the other thing like there's some events maybe it was just me i don't really want to watch a bunch of celebrities do werewolf badly there was part of the super the super superwoman the wonder woman cast um played like a quasi werewolf game you know what werewolf is right no no no? Oh, okay, we should play it sometime. Um, Werewolf is basically a game where you get a group of friends and some of them are said to be werewolves and other ones are villagers. And then every night, the werewolves vote on killing someone. And then during the day, the villagers have to decide who is a werewolf and they get to kill one person too. And basically, whoever has the most people left after a certain number of rounds or you know, after a certain point, the werewolves just win because there's more of them. Yeah. Um it's a this really happened? good game. They played it with like superheroes and villains, I think. Oh. So they had to and I, I just immediately tuned out because it was a lot of celebrities going, What? With you know, they just uh, Yeah, you know, I mean yeah, you know. it's I feel like that was sprung on them a little mm. bit. I think they I've I've watched videos of other people playing werewolf as well as played it several times myself. Um yeah. Yeah, there, there, there was a lot of cringy, cringy moments. Like the part where Venus Williams was literally—it was a glorified advert for her oh, clothing brand. I'd forgotten about like, that. Cloaked as an interview, it was just like, "This is just a fucking advert. What am I yeah. watching?" Yeah, yeah. they came at the tail end of that. It's pretty bad. Yeah, there are just little moments right, like I'm that gonna... where they could. Um... <laughs> what? I just cut them off right, there. Go on. I'm just going to go cut ahead. Them off. Sorry, sorry. There are little moments that they could just edit out that don't need to be there to just have some time filler. 
So it's hard, mm. you know, as a live event. I still think it was a great idea. I'd love to see how it evolves. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Now you can um, finish, Ray. So, oh yeah. All right. Sorry. May I interrupt you now? Um, Here you go, Your cool. Majesty. <laughs> a clean glass, please. Uh, cool. So that's been um, Screen 17's takeaway from DC's Fandom. Uh, join us next time where we're going to resume our time travel season. I uh, can't remember what we called it. it was a hot pod time machine um, mm-hmm. where we'll be reviewing possibly the best time travel cop movie of all time. Time cop. <laughs> and uh, catch us then. Bye. Bye. Bye.